Hey everybody, this is Cameron Stewart here with Taylor Dixon, and uh, we're the Westsiders, and we're back. Uh, last time we left you, it's been, hey, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, so last time that we talked, uh, Victor Oladipo was an overplay, overpaid uh, middle-of-the-road shooting guard. Uh, Demonis Sabonis wasn't very good. Uh, so uh, things have changed. Things we're, have changed. We're talking about Victor Oladipo as a potential Eastern All Star starter. St- yeah, I was about to say take potential All Star out of there. All Star starter. Potential starter, definite All Star should be anyways. And Demonis Sabonis is averaging twelve and six, eight, eight, eight and a half, twelve and eight. It was coming in tonight. off the bench. Off the bench, um, and what's Paul George averaging? Because I know you know it's like eighteen. <laughs> so that's that's what we're here for tonight. Our there was a game yesterday in Indiana. Uh, Paul George, former former Indiana Pacer, uh, came back played played on an, on in front of national cameras. ESPN came back to Indiana. Um, so let's just jump right in. Taylor, how how do you feel about the return of PG? I not good as a Pacer fan, mostly because, and I just saw it on our uh, on our way home in our Uber. Drink responsibly. Um, he shushed the crowd. I didn't catch that during the game, but he shushed the crowd after the game clinching free throws. And we already hate you enough, dog. Yeah, that's and you know why. You understand why. And now, now you're just you're sent to hell for all eternity in my book for that one. All right, so just let's let's fill in. Let's just get the basics across. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you either watch the game or you receive some sort of push notification uh, about that Pacers lost uh, 195. Uh, Paul George, one, didn't play a very good game. Three of 14. Uh, That's right. Yeah, three of 14, 12 points, two rebounds, five assists, four turnovers. Played some great defense on Victor Oladipo. Hey, we'll give credit where it's due. Uh, It's not due at all on offense for him. (laughs) So we're going to talk a lot about that. But also also good defense. Um, So, yeah, that's what what we're dealing with today. Uh, There'd be a lot more energy and enthusiasm. Probably if if there's a different outcome, yeah. um, it was a frustrating loss. It was, and I also want to make a statement that I'm sure many people saw these guys cheer, booing Paul George with Paul George's jersey on. We do not support those people. Yeah, you got to have more sense than that, my man. Just leave, just wear a just wear a Hollister shirt. Leave it like in the closet, 20, man. 20, 2018. You don't you don't have to burn it. You don't have to burn it. You don't have to. Do whatever people do with. Don't wear players. it. Yeah, don't wear it to the game if you're gonna Come boo on. him. If you still want to, all right, all right, I'll go this route. And this is just generally speaking. If you are a Paul George fan, if you're the one person in Indiana who's not upset with Paul George about his last year and how he exited Indiana, first you, off, turn you, off this podcast because I don't want your I don't want your fanhood. You're just gonna get angry probably by the end of it. Uh, so yeah, turn it off, man. Come come back for the next podcast. We appreciate you listening. But if you if you do like Paul George, and there are people out there, uh, mostly most the reaction is mostly hate, uh, and I I think probably deservedly so. And we'll get into those reasons later. Uh, but if you support Paul George, if you're one of those people, 
Go ahead, wear your Paul George jersey, wear your Indiana Pacers fan. You're a Pacers fan who appreciates Paul George. That makes sense. If you're going to go boo him and hold up signs, you just look stupid, man. What are you doing? What point are you trying to prove? What are you doing? Uh, so, I, I just don't get with that. But the reaction was mostly negative. A lot of booze. He seemed to soak it in a little bit. I don't think I don't think it got to him. I don't no. think that the booing got to him. I think he just had a bad game. That's like not per usual this year. <laughs> yeah, um, he he's very inconsistent. So it's not it's not like oh that he didn't perform to the crowd. Uh, maybe he just had a bad game. It happens, and he's been having quite a, a few lot. bad games. Some some nights he'll go fifteen for twenty two or whatever. Some nights he'll go three or fourteen like tonight. So I don't know. He's he's all over the place this year. Um, so I, I don't I won't chalk it up to that. Another thing I'm looking at when I look at the box score, Stephen Adams, my man, put up twenty three and thirteen on Miles Turner. Miles Turner put up nine and four. This is slightly off topic, but I I'm I've been getting a little frightened that maybe Miles Turner is what he is. I've been frightened. I don't think that. I don't hope that. But I'm a little frightened because between, you know, a quarter of this season and all of last season, you really haven't even seen anything different. So I think I think with Miles, he's still, I believe, 21. So he's still really young. Um, I I usually don't like playing that game of, oh, he's only this age because then that just – it makes it seem like you're discounting anything that's happening right now. Yeah. Like, I won't talk about Lonzo Ball too much. Uh, but I saw something the other day that was like, oh, uh, Steve Nash and John Stockton didn't average 10 points a game until their fourth and fifth season. And it's like, all right, I haven't played an NBA game yet, so I still have hope. Like, no, like we have to take some sort of value. He's shooting like 31%. He might end up being good. I hope he is. I mean, we have to take into account that what's happening right now does matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might not be the not it might not be the end end game, but I mean it means something. Uh, so with Miles, and I'll go the other way with this. I, I've been, uh, what you say, pessimistic about Miles, just trying to keep my guard up. Uh, but he, what was it? I think it was the other night. What was the night he did the Euro step? That was Euro the, step. He the last game. Last game. He's not. What was that Sunday? I think Nuggets. Yep. Uh, whatever he. He wasn't doing that last year. He wasn't doing that two years ago. Uh, my big criticism of Miles is that he can't really do anything once the ball is in the same. He can't. If he's not putting it up, he's not really doing much with it. No. Uh, he's not creating for anyone, which is perfectly fine. He's a center. Uh, he's also not putting the ball on the floor to create for himself. I think he's at like 81% of his buckets are assisted this year, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Plays a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop, but... Um, if he's going to be a friend, if he's going to be a real number one or number two option um, on a team that can make me make the Eastern Conference Finals in a year or two, um, you're going to need to be able to do a little bit more offensively. Because uh, like right now, night tonight, three for eleven, two for four on threes, um, going one for seven on two pointers is not really acceptable. Uh, Miles Turner got kind of eight. <laughs> That kind of ate up tonight by Steven Adams. And he it's, Miles did some things that won't show up in the box score. He made a lot of stops. Um, and it, not all the rebounding 
discrepancy is due to him, but well, yeah, you'd I mean, like to see a little more. If Steven Adams is the leading scorer on the Thunder, I say your defensive game was probably pretty decent considering Russell Westbrook had 10, Carmelo had 12, Paul George had 12. It could have went a lot of uh, worse ways. And it's not like they weren't shooting. Uh, yeah. so let me double check make sure the numbers didn't change. Or they uh, 10 for 45. What's that about? 20%. I'm not a math genius. 21. Some, a really bad percentage. Worse than good. what we said Lonzo Ball is shooting. Uh, <laughs> it's really bad. Between three. Um, between it's, your three. A team that allegedly is just paper thin. Um, no depth. Um, when you force their three, their big three to go the 10 for 45, that, that should be a win. And that's, that's part of why it's tonight. Uh, it kind of just drained. There's a lot of momentum for the Pacers going into this game. And they had a real big opportunity in front of, I believe it was a sellout, first sellout of the year, first national TV game. A lot of momentum, a lot of uh, Oladipo love. If Oladipo would have came out and dropped 30 tonight, he's a god. Can, oh, yeah. He's he's a god in Indy. Yeah, we were uh, – I was at the last two games in Baker's life. Um the Nuggets and the Bulls, where he hit the, he kind of took over late in the game, and that atmosphere is like nothing I've ever felt in that building before. With Victor Oladipo and that's, in less than thirty games in on this team, that's crazy, and it's crazy to watch. He's doing crazy things. He deserves all of it. He deserves all of the uh, love, the quick love. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's an IU thing. I think that plays a little bit into it. But he's he's earned it, man. I think a lot of people are shortchanging him and writing him off as small sample size. We're a third of the way through the season. Um, at some point, we have to say, "This is him. This is what he can do." And uh, he's still. I mean, he's still only twenty five. He's got a lot. To, no, he's. Uh, <laughs> so there's still things he can do uh, to improve his game. And obviously, over the summer, he worked. Worked his tail off, so uh, say he'll only only get better from here until he hits about thirty, and then he'll probably decline a little bit because that's how NBA careers usually work out. But speaking of decline, decline. Oh, um, our uh, friend of the show, although he probably doesn't know about us yet, but I hope he does soon. Greg Doyle from the Indianapolis Doyle. Star. Is that how you say it? No, I was just making okay. up. Greg Doyle. I felt like an ass. Um, he recently wrote an article calling Paul George a coward. A lot of national media people didn't quite coward. approve of it. But let me tell you something here, Greggy boy. Whoa. You got our support, my friend. That was no in no way a derogatory Greggy boy. That was more of a friend Greggy boy. I hope I can call you that one day. <laughs> I don't think I would ever call him Greggy Boy because he's a man. That's probably twenty years older than that's us. how close. That's how close I want to get. Uh, um, <laughs> no, we agree. I mean, the Westsiders agree. The I'm West sure Siders. many other people agree, and it's not just the fact that he wanted to switch teams. It's the reasons why he wanted to switch. Basically. Being a leader was too hard. It was too hard. No, oh. oh. millennial Paul George. <laughs> just the tough. It gets tough, and you just want to take pack, the easy way out. And that's in. what he did. Pack it up and let me stand in the stand in the in the shadow. All right. So I, I so it's I, it's weird. I don't 
I agree. I, I agree with most negative things about Paul George, as long as you don't take it too far. I'm not sure if coward is accurate, but it, I mean, the way, because I don't think he's afraid of any, I don't know. I think he's afraid of, of being the guy and having too much pressure on him. That's why he left. Why else? You're not yeah. you're not winning a championship. Not only, in LA. You're not winning a championship in LA. Yeah, that's not next year. And I think that's the problem. That's why a lot of people in Indy harvest a lot of hate for him is you you said you wanted to win a title. First off, I don't that he said he wanted to win a title in Indiana, whatever. I mean I guess he was under contract with the Pacers, so of course you're gonna say that. I don't really care that it was at a charity softball game. I don't really hold him against that. But it, it does it's just too it does seem two faced when you go believe it was two or three days later, go up and say that you don't one, all right, so the thing that I think he plays up is that he never asked for a trade. He just informed them that he was going to be exploring other options once the contract was up. AKA trade me because yeah, I'm not gonna resign. You know what that Yeah. He was trying to say it without saying it, kind of a little passive aggressive. <sighs> and that, that's pretty weak. Um, but yeah, him him saying that he implying that he didn't have enough help and that he didn't have the teammates, but then he wants to go play in L.A. for the Lakers, who were they the second or third worst team in the NBA last year? Uh, that's that's weak. It's not it's not true, and I'm not sure. I think the thing with Paul George is that he wants to be the he wants to be the man without taking on the responsibility of being the man. He wants to be a superstar. He's got his Nike shoes. Uh, he wants commercial. He's got Gatorade commercials. He wants all that. He doesn't really want to carry a franchise. He doesn't want to be the guy that has to bear the responsibility of scoring twenty five a game, guarding another per- another team's best player. Uh, he's just not at that level. I'm not sure. Maybe he's not at that talent level. But the accolades. If you're going to get a Nike contract, get a Gatorade contract. Um, say every year for like the last five years about how this is your year and you're going to be the MVP. <laughs> if you're going to say all that. We've got to hold you accountable, and that's a big. That's been a big theme in my life. It's just accountable, accountability. Hold people accountable. Uh, when you say when you say these things, someone has to hold you accountable. Um, also, I don't want to ramble too long, but to kind of switch it on to the Indiana fans, that let the let the hate in their hearts out. Let it yeah, out. They they deserve to. Yeah. We we thought we finally had the guy. We we had the guy. He was going to lead us. Into temptation and deliver us from evil, right? But <laughs> he ran off. He you ran know, off. What, who? I mean, what do you expect? <clears throat> he, I, just, I just don't. I don't know. I don't understand him. To be honest, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he knows really what he wants. But I think he has to play it off like he does know, and it just confuses everybody. Maybe even including himself because. He doesn't seem to be consistent with what he says about playing in L.A. He goes back on his word a lot. He'll say one thing and contradict it the next. Uh, he's all over the place. Uh, if, if he was a book, if he was a a uh, movie character, uh, you'd call him an unreliable uh, unreliable uh, narrator because he's telling you his story, but do we believe it? Do we believe what he's saying? And at this point, I don't know what we can. Uh, and I don't blame any Pacer fan. The point in sports, why do we follow sports? Because we care. We care whether they win. We care about the players. We care about the cities. We care. So when one player doesn't want to be a part of that franchise, the franchise that you like, the team that you watched and grew up watching, and the city that you live in or grow up in, you have every right to be upset. And I'm tired of people of 
I, I think OKC went too far with KD. Uh, Cleveland definitely went too hard on LeBron, but I don't blame anyone for being passionate about their fan, about their team and supporting their team. Um, I don't think you should say anything crazy about wishing yeah, injury are, or anything on those yeah, players. But <laughs> these are still they're still people, and it is just basketball. Like Paul George isn't. A super terrible person. He's got a history. He might be a little bit terrible, but it, we're not going to talk about that. There's still he, people. It's just root for him to go three sports. for twenty one. Don't root yeah. for injuries like his or leg to explode or something. Yeah, I've seen a lot of hot takes around here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but don't pay those people any any attention. Um, this is just that's just taken too far. At that on. point, you just kind of look at him and walk away. Yeah, but but hey. It's over now. We'll see Paul George again in the NBA Finals. Just kidding. Oklahoma City's not going to make that. <laughs> probably never. We'll probably play Golden State in the Finals. Uh, maybe Houston at this rate. Um, so let's let's just talk about the game. Uh, take away all the all the narratives. Um, can I talk can I, about basketball? Talk about the the hoops. Tell me about basketball. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you one thing about basketball. I've been a big believer in Carmelo Anthony. Um, Seems like the popular thing the last couple of years is just to dog him, blame everything on him, uh, and call him selfish, call him a bad teammate, call him a losing player. And I, I, I said no. I said no. He's a he's a top level scorer. I I think scoring has gone undervalued uh, in the in the analytics. Hey, all you nerds. No, I'm just kidding. I go with analytics and stuff often, but I I don't think there's an analytic out there for the importance of creating offense and creating shots. Uh, but Carmelo's that guy, so I feel like there is value in that. So maybe he went a little undervalued. And uh, I, I haven't watched a lot of Oklahoma City games this year because they're terrible to watch. I don't watch – I hate watching – aesthetically, hate watching Russell, Russell Westbrook run into people, uh, commit stupid turnovers, chase rebounds. Hate – I don't really like watching Paul George play, even in Indiana. Like I watched it because they're the Pacers, but – not he's not the most fun player. Uh, play a really boring ISO heavy offense. They're really boring to watch. Uh, but but I'll, here I'll stop blabbering and I'll say this: Carmelo Anthony, I was I was wrong. I believed in you. I supported you. I thought maybe maybe he was. Some people are given too big of a role. Like Monte Ellis should have been coming off the bench the last few years for the Pacers. He was given too big of a role. I thought Carmelo, he's not the guy that can lead a franchise anymore. If you give him, make him the third, fourth option, then then he's in his role. And I, I was wrong. Uh, he's not not good. With or without a hood. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've always liked Carmelo because when it comes down to it, when you need a bucket, there's not a whole lot of other guys. And I'm saying when you need... A bucket. Bucket get You need a bucket. You need some momentum. How many other people are going to give it to in the league right now other than Carmelo Anthony? Probably not a whole lot more than five. I, I think I would now. All right. Kyrie, KD, Steph, LeBron. Harden. Harden. Uh, did you say Kawhi? Uh, I'll, I'll say him twice He's not if a, I need to. Uh, All right. So there's six. That's probably... I feel good giving it to Embiid. I feel better giving it to Embiid over Melo. Okay. In the post, give it to him. Okay. I feel better giving it to Porzingis. All right, so we're at eight. Okay, so he's top I mean, ten. He's top ten. I don't. I don't even know if I would go that far. Keep Dude. going then. 
I, I think DeMar DeRozan has become a better version of he's a, he, bro. He gets buckets. He gets buckets from like fifteen feet in. That's Carmelo, what Melo does. That's Carmelo what Melo does. Gets you a bucket anywhere on the floor, anywhere. I I, I disagree. I would not. I would not put him in that company anymore. Um, I would. There's plenty of other players. Carl, I would give it to Carl Towns. I would. I give it to Andrew Wiggins and Jimmy Butler. Over I Carmelo? would give it. Yeah, I would give it to. There's so many players. Um, we're yeah, count, if you give we're me like counteracting. A, I was trying to jump on your on your train of Carmelo's. No, nope, I'm, I'm trying to sell my point. I'm I've given up on him completely. Uh, I'd rather give it to if you tell me Isaiah Thomas is like 85 percent of last year. Give it. Give me. Give me Isaiah Thomas. Um, so I'm sure there's Damian Lillard for sure. Um, I'm not, there's there's plenty of players I would rather rather give the ball to like, if I just need clear the floor. Give me a bucket. Don't think Carmelo's that guy anymore. We have Thad Young on him, and Thad Young's not—he's not a slow big. He's a pretty modern big. He's very mobile, um, and Carmelo—he'd never beat him off the dribble. He never. Thad felt comfortable like, playing playing him on the perimeter. There's nothing. Carmelo. Yeah, he took he a bunch of bad shots to a better better role. So many bad shots. In fact, he went four for fourteen. Four for fourteen. He was the best. I believe he was the best. Uh, had the best shooting percentage of all the. Oh yeah. The big three. Three for fourteen, and then three for seventeen. So yeah, he did. So let, let's let's pivot from that and stop talking about a negative. Uh, let's talk about Stephen Adams. I know we touched on him earlier. Let's talk about Stephen Adams and the problems that he gave the Pacers tonight. And Miles Turner, do you think that size, what could we have done? Size and strength is what he had on everybody on that floor. Miles is a shot blocker, but he's not He's not going to push Steven Adams off the block or anything like that, or he's not going to, you know, box him out. Steven Adams, our, uh, our buddy and friend of the show, Chuck. Chuck. Um, mentioned Steven Adams just knows how to use his body. He's not big. He's not athletic. He's big. But he's not super athletic. But he just knows how to use. He's size. he's more athletic than you think. Exactly. He's I mean, very he gritty. Knows how to position himself. He's uh, and he and that's that's where I think one of Miles' big weaknesses is is his size. He's got length. He's got athleticism, but he's not very big, and that's why guys like Stephen Adams can come in and get <coughs> twenty three and thirteen. Yeah, throwing up an old school Dwight Howard stat line. Yeah, I, every now and then, I, like I said, I don't watch too many Thunder games. I try not to. Maybe I'll watch the last couple minutes of the close one. But every now and then with the Thunder game, you tune in and you kind of you see Stephen Adams, and he's, every now and then he'll have a big game. And you'll he had a huge series against the Warriors um, back before KD left. Or at least the start of the series, and you remember like like there's a bunch of six eleven seven footers in the league, and Stephen Adams makes them all look like they're little kids. Like he's just tapping the ball out, and it didn't seem like the Pacers knew what to do. It really killed their transition game because either the OKC was getting the rebound, and Russ is running all over the floor like a madman chasing out those tips, um, and 
because of that, you had players like Corey Joseph, Lance Stevenson, instead of leaking out, starting a fast break, um, getting in transition like the Pacers have done so well this year. Uh, they got to stay back and chase rebounds and box out. So it's got some weird effects to it. Um, but yeah, Stephen Adams see a lot of bigs getting played out of the out of big games, and I'm not. I don't know if you can do that with him. It's a big guy that he's so big and knows how to use his size so well. I don't know if you can't play him off the floor because he's going to beat you with it. And kind of on the other side, um, you mentioned earlier Victor might be playing above his potential, not too far above, but above. This game could potentially be his his slide down because he's had a lot of confidence to build on. And tonight he went one for nine on threes, which the nine three-pointers in a game is kind of nuts to me. Playing, uh, he's taking playing. like 12, 13. Yeah, it's a lot of threes. He's played some hero ball, and he's he went nine for 26 overall, 19 points. Six assists, five rebounds, pretty good stat line. But for Victor Oladipo, as of late, that seems like maybe he started to come back down to earth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of tonight because he he was he missed a lot of shots, and some of them he was missing terribly, like clank, like especially early on. And I don't know. I'm sure part of that is Paul George's defense um, and his length. Um, Oladipo, I believe he's. Isn't he listed at six six or six five? I, I mean, he's probably a little. The announcement six four, I think. All right, six four. Paul George is six nine, long arms. That's yeah. a pretty sizable size advantage. And Oladipo, I give I give Oladipo a slight athletic advantage. I'd say in a foot race, Oladipo is one of that. Jumping, jumping to it. I don't know, um, but. But Paul George has a lot of athleticism. Um, there's OKC. What stands out about them is even when they're not good, they're athletic. And yeah. they can get to a lot of loose balls. They're long. They're athletic. They're going to play defense. They're going to contest shots. They're going to make life hard for you. And Oladipo in the, in the past week or so, I mean really throughout the season, but especially in the last week, uh, he's been making tough shots. And tonight, they just they – just, yeah. We're, we're off. Interesting stat from ESPN Stats and Info. Victor Oladipo is one for seven with two turnovers tonight while, guy, while guarded by Paul George. Oh, so that kind of gives you the tail tells tape you the right there. That tells you all you need to know. And, and that's a problem. It's a problem uh, for the Pacers, especially when you've got Oladipo and Miles Turner having bad shooting nights. It's just not going to work out. And and to to that point, to add on to it, I I see Nate McMillan getting a pretty good amount of criticism um, for the out of bounds play at the very end that ended up resulted in a turnover. Um, Pacers were down three, uh, had an inbounds pass kind of tipped, ended up in OKC's possession and Paul George's possession where they fouled and he effectively ended the game with two free throws. Uh, but also, I've seen him getting criticized for have playing a very short rotation. Uh, lately, it's been about eight players. Uh, tonight, what was it, seven players and TJ Leaf played like four minutes? Or was it nine players nine, and TJ Leaf? Nine TJ yeah. Leaf, four minutes. Yeah, so you've got nine players, basically eight. TJ Leaf came in. Um, I'm one, sure we'll talk about him one. in a later he podcast. A, he had a three-pointer. Yeah, he got eight up by Jeremy Grant. 
was just on another athletic plane of existence from TJ Leaf. Um, so I will say that. And you look at the rest of the roster. Look at the guys who didn't play, uh, who are on the active roster. We've got Ike Anibagu, uh, Al Jefferson, Joe Young, Damian Wilkins. Those guys, um, as much as I want to criticize him for playing such a short rotation. Uh, what else he got? Who are you going to play? I mean, he's playing to win. It's it's really tough to stomach those minutes. Um, when TJ was on the floor, I was nervous. Um, Want to see flashes from him? He's still really really young, uh, so I'm sure he's got a lot of learning to do. And you don't draft him for this year. Uh, but whenever Glenn Robinson the third can come back, that'll be huge. Uh, not just because he's a good player, because it'll mean that Oladipo, Bojan, they won't have to play as many minutes. So. Uh, maybe at the end of the game. We haven't seen Oladipo, any signs of him being tired of late in games at all. He's been killing it late in games for the most part. Uh, but I think it's a long season, so very, very easy to foresee maybe them slowing down. And if someone else were to get injured and miss a few games, they would, they'd be in deep trouble. Yeah, I think I'm just not a big Bojan fan either. So I'll be oh, happy when. Whoa! I'm not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, to me, he just doesn't do a whole lot other than. I mean, he obviously, he's a great three point shooter. He's a pretty decent scorer. But I don't know. Just something about him doesn't please me. Um, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> but I mean, this guy, he's playing 36 minutes a game. Which is, that's a whole lot of minutes for a guy who honestly probably really doesn't deserve that many minutes on a consistent basis. He's been good for us this season. There's just something, I don't know. I'm not a big Bojan fan. Uh, I mean, I think he supplies some good floor spacing. Uh, he's not hes not a good defender, uh, but he's, he's really not that bad. He's got um, he can test shots. It seems like people have a lot of confidence uh, when they see him. Um, I saw tonight a few times whenever Victor Oladipo would look and see Carmelo guarding him, it was like, I'm, I'm taking you. And though, I mean, I would like to, we saw Paul George, what uh, Oladipo shot against Paul George. I like to see what he did against Melo. But what Oladipo saw when he saw Oladipo across from him, that seems to be what opposing wings see when they see Bojan against them. Um, and that confidence isn't a, isn't a good thing, especially when tonight he got tasked with guarding Paul George um, for the most part. So, I don't know, he, he shoots the ball. He, he's, he can make some plays off the dribble. Really good passer. He's not going to rack up a ton of assists, but he seems to always make the right play. Um, I like him. I mean, two years, $20 million, I believe, was his deal. Yeah. He's a that's a that's a solid 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 value. You know what else I'd like to see a little bit more of, and What's I that? I could be I could be nuts for it. I'd like to see a little bit more Joe Young because he uh, he's got in his in his minutes he's got he's gotten some buckets, which has been limited limited time limited buckets. He's playing. I believe it's got to be his contract here by now, especially being a second so. round pick. So I just want to see what what he can do. When he knows he gets a little bit more playing time, he knows his career is on the line, basically. If he's not going to impress, you know, where, I mean, where's he going to be? He's going to be in the D-League or over in Lithuania with the Ball Brothers, you know? <laughs> Let this man play for his career. See if he can get buckets like he's at Oregon. 
I I was a Not fan a of him. Lot more. I just want like ten minutes a game. I want I wanted to see. I was a big fan of Joe Young coming out. I remember watching a couple Oregon games just because they played late at night, and sometimes they'd be the only thing left. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I I think we we hoped that he would turn into like a Lou Williams type of guy. Yeah, exactly. I I saw a couple games of him, and I said I don't know who this guy is without ever seeing him on a draft board um, or knowing if he was anywhere close to an NBA player. I knew that guy's a bucket getter. Uh, he's going to be an NBA level bucket getter. Hasn't really translated yet. Um, may never translate. But my one concern, he his numbers. I'm sure they're not good. I'm not even going to pull them up. I'm sure they're not very good. I will say a lot of his minutes have came in crunch, have came in garbage time. And you can see when he's out there, he's trying to impress, uh, which usually means he's trying to force things, uh, take some bad shots, go one on one in meaningless and mo- meaningless yeah. minutes. Uh, so that I would like to see him play more in the context of a real game, yeah. Um, where he doesn't maybe doesn't have to feel as much pressure to go one on one and has a chance to make good basketball plays and, and, and really integrate as part his, of the team. Yeah, show off his IQ a little bit rather than just yeah being Joey Bucket. At least yeah, at least then we'll see if it's there. It may not be there, and maybe that's why he's not playing. But uh, I mean, you can't can't know until you see it. So. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's to be seen later in the year. I'm I'm still I'm still a Joe Young believer. You just got to give him a chance. There's a I haven't completely given up, but uh, real quick, I I've got I've got a couple things I want to throw out. Some like quick fires, and I I want. Is there anything else? Is there any? Do you have any quick fires, Taylor? Um, I'll end on mine. Real All right, quick hits. You go first. All right, so let me fire mine off. Uh, Royce Young. Um, OKC beat writer said tweeted out that the Pacers before the game showed a video of all Pacers legends, um, and I think it was like Wayman Tisdale, Reggie Miller, Chuck Person, um, might have been like Rick Smiths on there, uh, and said that there was no Paul George, kind of implying that the Pacers were being petty and that they created this video. Um, to spite Paul George and to rub it in his face and be petty, I uh, saw oh, sure. saw it get on like the petty petty Twitter things, and that's not the case. Um, I can understand why someone from uh, that's an outsider might see that might see things through that prism, uh, but that's not the case. That video has been around forever. They added a couple people, things like Granger and Jo. Yeah, uh, I don't know, maybe some maybe Jeff Foster. I think they're pretty sure there is a Jeff Foster. Highlight in there. Uh, God bless Jeff Foster. Yeah, we miss you, Jeff. Come back. He's, he would have boxed. He would have boxed out. He's not dead. He's not dead. He just doesn't play anymore. If Jeff Foster um, played tonight, Stephen Adams, he's not getting twenty three and thirteen. And I'll, I'm not saying Jeff Foster ten 12, years he's ago twelve and seven. Yeah, I'm not saying Jeff Foster if he played if ten years ago you put. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> he's bad back and all. Jeff Foster. Uh, so I, I just want to fire that away. I see a lot of people uh, saying, oh, shame on the Pacers. Oh, the Pacers are terrible. No wonder Paul George left them. They deserve to lose. They deserve to lose their superstars. Show some respect to your franchise legends. There's no active players on there. There's uh-huh. not. So let's stop. And you know what? Get, even, get your facts straight. You're going to go Mike Gundy on you. Even if he did get taken off the video, why are you going to have an opponent on an honor video. It doesn't even make any sense. I might have an opponent on there. So even if they did do that, who cares? Yeah. Do you, I, fans would have hated that. If 
if he was on there, fans would have booed as soon as his face like, was shown. Next time Isaiah Thomas returns to Boston, he should be included in that situation, right? If they played a video, he didn't ask to get traded. He didn't want to leave. It just happened. I, I, I'm, I just want to pull up the, the Mike Dundee. I'm not even going to. But get your facts straight. Get your facts straight. Do some research, Royce. Nah, I, I don't even want to take shots, really, because I, I can understand why someone. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bothered that he didn't delete it. I think OKC uh, can be a bit of a cult. And there's a yeah. cult of Russ. Uh, I'm going to plan on speaking about that in, in the near future. The cult of OKC. It seems like a weird place to be an OKC fan. Um, <laughs> I won't go into that. I'm, I, we'll, we'll we we talk day. about We do podcasts about the Pacers, so <laughs> whatever. I'm sure people think that's weird. Um Next, yeah, fire, next fire, you got another fire take? Not, not on the top fire of my head, no. I'm, right. sure I'm, I'm sure I've got eight. So just, just to end on it, because we had a lot of time between podcasts, just real quick. Um, the in-between time of this big, I'm doing air quotes right now, this big game and the start of the season, this team has exceeded everyone's expectations, I think, by far. Um so yeah, shout out to the Pacers, shout out to the organization. Oh, uh, were you about to touch on? Uh, I was about to touch on Pritch. Pritch. All right, I was about to say you had Pritch, a Pritch tape. I'm sure back to NBA Twitter, people have been seeing um, people go crazy because Kevin Pritchard is favoriting tweet or liking tweets. Um, you know about it's a good trade, it's a good trade, it's a bad trade, whatever. I love Pritchard, man. I've I've loved him for a while ever since he got to Indiana. He's an Indiana guy. Hoosier. But he did not know that he was going to get Victor Oladipo, this Victor Oladipo. He did not know he was going to get this DeMontis a bonus, which maybe I might give him some on DeMontis just because he knew he was going to use him the right way and not just have him stand in the corner and shoot threes. Maybe that. He did not know he was going to get this Victor Oladipo. I'm glad he did. He made a good move, but he didn't. You know, he he. I still think at the time he just had to take what he can get, and we that's, got lucky that Oladipo is what he is. That's true. I and I read a couple, um, couple of the pieces. I know one was Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, um, throwing out deals that were supposed to be better. They're like, why, why on earth did Kevin Pritchard take this deal? Because um, in the week before he had said that he wasn't going to take uh, some garbage deal just to get rid of Paul George, and then. Uh, it was criticized for taking the Oladipo's bonus trade. Uh, and looking at the other trades that were on there, the centerpieces were like three crappy draft picks from Boston and Jay Crowder, um, who's not having that good of a year. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Gary Harris yeah. and possibly Emmanuel Mugier. Jeez, uh, there really weren't that and many Oladipo, better trades out there yeah, for Nola Oladipo hung 47 on Gary Harris the other day. <laughs> uh, Gary Harris is a good player. Uh, but uh, knowing what we know now, Demiel Oladipo, yeah, I don't blame sh- anyone. Nah, for he thinking. was shook. Gary Harris was shook. Don't sugarcoat it. He was there. He was there. He. Uh, I was so he at that better. game. Gary Harris was shook. He couldn't pull it together on the bench, <laughs> screaming at fans on the court side. He was shook. So there – but I, I will I, – I think you're right. You had said that Pritchard didn't know what he was getting, and I think you can have hopes – um, when the trade was made, I certainly hoped. I, 
I liked Oladipo when he came out for the draft. Um, I think yeah. he definitely should have been the number one pick in that draft instead of Anthony Bennett. And I was right, per usual. Just kidding. Uh, but Oladipo, look, man, he's a wing. It's a wing. It's a wing league. He's got all the tools to be a great defender. Uh, he's already a solid defender. Um, so he's had, he's had the tools. He just had to put it together and have the opportunity. Uh, he didn't really have that opportunity due to the cast and coaching in Orlando. And then last year playing with Westbrook, um, being in captivity of Russ. And then uh, that Russell puts you in. He he hasn't had that opportunity. Indiana's put him in the perfect situation as the lead guy, up-tempo team. Um, so this is the perfect situation. I think Pritchard, he might have made a best-case scenario and said, oh, Oladipo can be like your number one wing scorer and a good defender. Sabonis can be a good bench piece, maybe a starter down the road, and that's your best-case scenario. And it's becoming – it's the actualization. Yeah. It's happening. It's uh, so. There's a lot of risk involved, but it's paying off. Uh, before we start uh, kissing his ass and calling him a genius, uh, yeah. we do have like a seven-man rotation right now because yeah. we have what I believe is 15 roster spots. A couple of them are to injured guys, uh, but say so we've got seven players playing because we only have seven or eight like real NBA players that are deserving of rotation spots right now. So uh, before we we jump too high, and it's his first year in control, so. Time will tell, but he definitely hit a home run. Whether whether he knew what he was getting or not, he hit his home he run did. with the old depot trade. Not only did he get it for Paul George, he got it for one year of Paul George in Oklahoma yeah. City. And he yeah. Probably, a probably Paul leaving. Rental. Oh, yeah. he's leaving. Not he's even leaving. a yeah. – You can tell by his interviews and how he's talking negatively about the team. We need to get it together. He's leaving. Yeah, so he's outro. We, so we'll, we, we've seen this story. We've seen this this movie before. He's gone. Yeah, we have. We'll, we'll let OKC have their time. Uh, Look forward to the PG twos and they'll uh, really, really gnarly purple and gold color. They'll they'll burn his jerseys and call him the snake and the cupcake and all that. And then we're gonna have a special relationship with Oklahoma City. Yeah, we'll we'll have a collab podcast. Uh, one one thing, real quick. He talked about the uh, holding the shh, the hold his finger up to his lips yeah. and make the shh. We talked about it. We didn't get mad about it. Bro, you was you went three for fourteen. You had you had four turnovers. Like you had more turnovers than made shots. Uh, you looked goofy. You were complaining the whole time about missing calls. Uh, you, I don't know. You played good defense, but three for fourteen. Uh, bro, come on. If any, come on, I, man. You hit some free throws. You won. Congratulations. Uh, congrats. Well, I, I I just don't. He t- he tweeted out though this will be a special game for me too. We all have our reasons. Ooh, yeah, you went three reason, for four. T- yeah, what's your what's reason? Your reason? Please please share it with us. Uh, so a real special three of fourteen. And uh, in the interview we had, he he was saying, "Oh, I guess they'll boo me for whatever reason." You know the reason, Paul. <laughs> yeah, don't play dumb. Don't, don't play do that. dumb, bro. Don't shush the crowd that already hates and you. And also, man, we should have we should have let off with the hate. But let's get where the hate's coming out. Uh, one one last thing, possibly the last thing. Uh, bef- this morning, uh, shoot around uh, said that all the media is being unfair. So people are being unfair to Victor Oladipo, comparing him to Paul George, and that Victor doesn't like the comparison, and how Indiana and the media in Indiana aren't showing him the respect. Bro, he is a 
god here. God. Already. I mean, that might change. love him. It might slow down, but Victor Mania is real. And people here, uh, I I mean, Lance Stevenson is like a cult-like figure here. Yeah. Oladipo's getting there, he's getting and he's there. way he's faster taking, than yeah, Lance, Lance We yeah, love you, Lance. Lance, is, Lance un- is our boy. It'll take time to pa- surpass Lance, and I'm not sure if he ever will just because Lance... Uh, it was Lance part of a special Lance. special time, and yeah. he's he's the most entertaining player. Lance, yeah, Lance is something you have to be from Indiana to know about. Yeah, you you can't pre- you have to go to games. There should be a Lance cam. And don't uh, don't 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 go to Bleacher Report for your Lance coverage because I would say probably ninety percent of them are negative Lance plays when Lance's positive plays are ridiculous. Anyways, I I said. Uh, I was at media day, and I remember Kevin Pritchard. One thing that I took away was he said that he was of the old school thought, and that if if you make one bad play and three good plays, you're a good player, and you're making good things for your team. And when he said that, I was thinking of Lance doing Pistol Pete hand waves over the ball <laughs> and shimmy shaking and doing pelvic thrusts over people that he shakes. So, like, that's what Lance is. Um, he's he's gonna he's make a, great he's plays. He's gonna player. make some bad plays, but you gotta live with it. And um, in Indiana, for the most part, it's been good. And Pacer fans will take that. Uh, sure, seems like it. the ownership and management will take that. So take that for take that for data. Take now. that for data. Take, Rest yeah. in peace, uh, David. Whoa, Fistel's he's not, too. not dead. His He'll career. be back. His He'll career. be back. He's gonna be dead. He's not dead. So. Um, but yeah, back, back to Paul George, bro. He's not a. He's don't say we're not showing him respect or we're being unfair by comparing him. Any player that gets traded for anyone is going to get compared to that player. Anyone, especially any good player, there might be bit rotation players. And we're comparing him because he's better. He's having a better. Yeah, we're season. not being disrespectful, saying oh Victor Oladipo's having a great season, but he's not Paul George. We're no, he's not. He's better we're, than you. Bro. We're like, thank you. I don't know how we got so lucky, but we have Victor Oladipo <laughs> and not Paul George. Uh, the Pacers are so much more fun to root for, uh, so much more fun to watch, uh, regardless if you want the Pacers to do well or not. They're just a more entertaining team. Uh, I remember the year, I don't, we're going long here, uh, but I remember watching Dwight on the Lakers. And Dwight Howard was a great player. Easy first, like, I don't know, first pilot, probably. He's a Hall of Famer. Whether he gets on first, second, or third ballot, whatever, that doesn't matter. He's a Hall of Famer. He was first ballot. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. And, uh, Dwight, as great as he was, he was hard to watch. And I, I've i never really liked him that much. Uh, but I respect how great he is. But he was hard to watch. And as someone who grew up watching and loving Kobe, I was wanting the Lakers to do well. I was wanting Kobe to do well. But at the same time, I was like, I, I didn't feel good about it. didn't feel good about watching and rooting for Dwight. And for the last like year, year and a half, that's kind of how it felt with Paul George. Is you don't yeah. really, you're watching him and you want him to do well, but you don't feel great about it. Uh, so those things are gone out the way with Oladipo. You, mm-hmm. He seems like a great guy, great leader. Teammates love him. Uh, he seems to be much more personal and personable uh, than Paul George really ever was with his teammates. I think it's like an expectations thing, too. You, you, we always expected a lot more out of Paul George. Just like everybody in L.A. expected a lot more out of Dwight. And we didn't expect any of this with Victor, so it just like takes us to a whole new high. So I'm I'm interested in the next next stage of this. Uh, Paul George, those comments were dumb, but it's almost um, like some in the in the media that we want to ignore because they say dumb things all the time. Um, maybe it's Lavar Ball. Maybe it's uh, P. 
people who make laws, whatever it may be, you're like, oh, do we have to cover these things? But like Paul George dumb comments, they're highlight. I feel like in nationally, they're said, but they're not. They're a side story. Like they don't focus in it. It's just like, oh, Paul George said this, and then you're on to the next story. In Indianapolis, that whatever Paul, whenever he would uh, bad mouth a teammate, that was the story. And then oh, yeah. the same story would happen a week later, a couple days later. So I, it's highlight. There's a bigger spotlight on that, and so the negatives, um, the dumb comments, they might not be a huge thing to national media. I think, I think he largely has gotten a pass for that in a way that maybe real. I don't even want to say real superstars, but like Kevin Durant, um, LeBron, passes that they never got when they changed teams. Um, Paul George seems to get get a pass for talking about. Maybe it's an Indiana thing. Who knows? Um, but. That, so that just seems to be the case. So I'm interested to see, um, now that expectations have kind of risen for the Pacers, what do we do now? What if Oladipo, what if, like I've said before, he plays at 120% of his talent level lately. What if he goes back to 80? What if he goes back to 85? Um, how does Indiana handle that? How does the team handle that? Can the team still win with that? Um, so only time will tell that, but I think that's, that's the next chapter. And that'll become the story of the next couple of weeks, months, year. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be talking about how he's uh, next podcast. Still, still kicking in high gear. Hopefully, hopefully. So, I think we're gonna go ahead and end on that. Thanks for listening. Comment, share, tell us we don't know what tell we're you, talking tell about. Tell your mother. Tell your mother. Ask your sister what she thinks too. Share it with your dad and tell her. Like, say, what are I'm these fathers. guys talking about? These guys are so wrong. They're idiots. Or who do they think they are? Share it with your dad and tell him that you agree and you love us and you want to subscribe. Oh, hit that! Hit that! Subscribe. Let me hit that. You the YouTube video guy. Hey guys, if you like what you saw, make sure to smash that MF and follow <laughs> subscribe button. Uh, so. Let's just sign off real quick. This is Cameron Stewart. Find me on Twitter at ThatManCam. This is Taylor Dixon. Find me at JTD.IV. And make sure support net neutrality or none of this could happen. Yeah.